Welcome to the Flatline with your host, Rick Hughes. For the next 30 minutes, you'll be inspired, motivated, educated, but never manipulated. Now, your host, Rick Hughes. Good morning and welcome to the Flatline. I'm your host, Rick Hughes. And for the next few minutes, I would like to ask you to stay with me. We're going to have some time of motivation, inspiration, a whole lot of education, and never any manipulation. We don't try to manipulate people on the show called The Flatline. We don't have hidden agendas. We're not trying to raise money. We're not trying to sell you anything. This show is simply about giving you accurate information, information that will help you verify and even identify the plan of God for your life. If you're interested, uh, number one, if you're a Christian, you might be interested. Maybe not. I don't know. But if you are interested, you're listening to the right show because here you're going to learn something. You're going to learn how things function, how things operate. The question is, will you apply what you learn? That's always the question. Will you apply what you learn? Many people hear the Word of God taught listen to the Word of God taught, and never apply what they learn. So let's remember a couple of things before we begin our show. The importance of this show is not the ability of the speaker to hold your attention. It's not that I have to be a great communicator. The unique thing about this show is the content that is taught, and that content is truth. Whenever truth is given, undistorted, pure, unadulterated truth, then the Holy Spirit can use it. So the second question is, are you open to the ministry of the Holy Spirit? If you're listening to my voice today and you have known sin in your life, it could be a mental attitude sin, it could be a sin of the tongue, or it could even be some outward overt sin. That sin will quench the Holy Spirit. The Bible says we are not to quench the Holy Spirit. The Bible says we are not to grieve the Holy Spirit, two different words. And the reason is because truth cannot penetrate your soul if the Holy Spirit is quenched and grieved. It's the job of the Holy Spirit to take the truth of the Word of God when it is taught and to make it spiritual phenomena in your soul. If you're a Christian, you have a body, you have a soul, and you have a spirit. The spirit is your dead human spirit that is born again. That's what got born again when you got saved, not your body, not your soul, your dead human spirit. You were born spiritually dead. In Christ, you're made spiritually alive. And God, the Holy Spirit, empowers the human spirit so you can have fellowship with God. And thus it's important, it's critical. Any time the Word of God is taught in church or on a radio show such as this, number one, that the communicator be accurate and not misrepresent God. And number two, that the listener be filled with the Holy Spirit and open to the ministry of the Holy Spirit so that the Word of God can be applied into your life. So this boils down to one thing, volition. Volition. 
God gives the communicator volition, and he gives the hearer volition. So as a communicator, I have to use my volition to teach truth. And to teach truth, I have to seek it out. I can't just sit under a fig tree and wait on information to fall into my brain. I have to seek it out. I have to seek out a source of information. And that source of information is my pastor who teaches me the word of God, and then I may reteach it to you. But I am not a pastor. I am technically an evangelist. But I certainly can teach you some basic biblical concepts. But my prayer is that you will find your own pastor, your own man who will shepherd your soul so that you can sit under him consistently. And he might not even be in the city that you're in. It might be in another city. (coughs) Excuse me. So you may have to utilize tapes or DVDs and watch or listen at home to some pastor somewhere communicate the word of God accurately so that you can then use your volition to apply what you learn if, in fact, you have positive volition, if you're open to the truth. So if you are filled with the Holy Spirit, which means there is no unconfessed sin in your life, then the Holy Spirit can reveal truth to you and he can lead you and guide you. But if there's unconfessed sin in your life, mental attitude sin, sin of the tongue, or even overt sin, then he's quenched and he's grieved and he cannot do his job. So now this boils down to which one are you? Now let's go and take a look at a couple of passages of Scripture today. When we did our show last week, we talked about winners and losers. We talked about human good. We talked about divine good. We talked about the judgment seat of Christ, the wood, the hay, and the stubble, and the gold, and the silver, and the precious stones. I verified all of that with Scripture documentation. That Scripture was found in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 11 through verse 15. Now tonight, or today, this morning actually, all of these shows play in the morning. We really don't play any of them at night. But uh, I want to go to 1 Corinthians and go back to 1 Corinthians 3, and I want to read to you from verse 16 and following. Listen carefully. Do you not know that you are the temple of God? Did you hear that? Do you not know that you are the temple of God? And that the Holy Spirit of God dwells in you. It goes on to say, if any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy. For the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. In the Old Testament, the Jews had a temple, a tabernacle in the wilderness, and eventually uh, a temple that they built. Herod had the last temple built in Jerusalem before it was destroyed by the Romans in 70 A.D. And Herod's temple is where a lot of the teaching of our Lord took place when he came into Jerusalem. Now there is no need for a temple because we are the temple. This is called the mystery doctrine of the church. That is Christ in us now, the hope of glory, the same Shekinah glory, 
that was seen in the tabernacle in the wilderness now lives in you. I want you to let that sink in now. You are the tabernacle. You are the temple of God. God the Holy Spirit lives in you. God the Father lives in you. Jesus Christ lives in you. You are indwelled by all three members of the Trinity. They live in you. You are the temple. They dwell in you. Think about that. Think about it. There's, there's no more need for a tabernacle in the wilderness. <clears throat> Excuse me. No more need for a temple in Jerusalem. You are the temple of God. This verse goes on to say, let no man deceive himself. If any man among you seems to be wise in this age, let him become a fool so that he may indeed be wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. The wisdom of this world is simply human viewpoint thinking. Human viewpoint thinking. Remember, there are two ways to think. You can think in terms of divine viewpoint. That is, what does the scripture say? Or you can think in terms of human viewpoint. That is, what does someone else say? Some educated, brilliant, academic type person. What does he tell you? Is that divine truth? Is that eternal truth? Here's a good illustration. The Bible tells you exactly how this world will end. There is no doubt about it. And yet every day we hear warnings from scientists that say a meteor is going to strike the earth and kill everybody. Or there's, you know, some military guy says there's going to be a nuclear war and everybody's going to be destroyed. Or uh, some sort of greenie says we're all going to die from the effects of the, what we're doing to the environment with our hairspray and whatever else. I could give you a few illustrations. These are human viewpoint. This world will not be destroyed until God the Father is ready to do away with it. He's not ready to do away with it. It's in the scripture. The Bible tells us, and that's not the meaning of this radio show. Maybe I should do one on that. But the Bible tells us exactly how this world will perish and when it will perish at the end of the millennial reign of Christ, not one minute before. So if Jesus Christ came back today and the church, the body of Christ, you and me, believers, if we were taken off this earth at what's called the rapture of the church or the exit resurrection, there would still be seven years of Jewish tribulation and 1,000 years of the millennial reign of Christ. There would still be 1,007 years of world history left. So it's people, the human viewpoint thinking sells books. Human viewpoint thinking gets government grants and money. Human viewpoint thinking is fine. But it's not doctrine. It's not the word of God. It's the wisdom of this world. Listen to the next verse. He takes the wise in their own craftiness. This is what God does. God knows 
what the wise of this world are all about. And again, the Lord knoweth, verse 20, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 20, the Lord knoweth the thoughts of the wise that they are vain, human viewpoint thinking, arrogant. And God sees the arrogant believer's thoughts. Arrogance always comes in the form of self-justification, self-deception, or even self-absorption. And God is perfectly capable of reading the mind of any person, Christian or non-Christian. And thus the next verse says, don't let any man glory in men. Don't let any man glory in men. Do you hear that? Sig tonicet gloria mundi. Do you remember that Latin phrase? The glory of the world fades away. This is what the Roman conquerors were always told by their slave as they rode through some conquered city and they paraded in their chariot and they received all the accolades of the conqueror and yet the little slave would always say, Sig transit gloria mundi. The glory of the world fades away. Turn on the TV. Get on the YouTube. Find all the great actors and actresses of the past. And you will find the glory of the world fades away. Oh, they were popular in their time. They made money in their time. They were celebrities and wise and sought out in their time. Now today, nobody even remembers who they were. There they were there. And they were the great popular people of the time. But it all faded away. So if you're going to take the Bible, if you're going to take the Word of God, if you're going to hear these things that we teach, you have to understand something. Your volition's got to make a decision. Are you going to be a hearer of the Word of God? Or will you be a doer of the Word of God? Listen to James, what it tells you. This is, I will admit to you, this is my one frustration. My one frustration as a communicator of truth is that when you give someone the truth and you make it so clear, so evident that it is true, and yet they don't act on it. They do not act on it. They continue in their same ritual that has no reality to it. That's what organized religion is. It's ritual with no reality. But yet when you hear the reality of truth, you hear it from the Word of God. You see it explained in your mind's eye, and you do nothing about it. That's frustrating to me. So the Bible says in James 1.22, if you are a doer of the Word, or be ye, excuse me, I'll back it, back it up for you, but be ye a doer of the Word and not a hearer only. Verse 23 of James chapter 1. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, and then he goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty, and that's the word of God, and continues in it, that's positive volition, to learn and grow, and is not a forgetful hearer, that's the person who makes the application. But a doer of the word, he will be blessed in what he does. So there are three things there. 
looking into the perfect law of liberty, that's the word of God, continuing in it, that's positive volition, not a forgetful hearer. In other words, you can't let the rate of forgetting exceed the rate of learning. That doesn't work. The word of God, as you grow, you have to be reminded of certain things sometimes. Sometimes people will say, well, I've heard that before. Well, how many times has a soldier heard about face, forward, march, right shoulder, arm, left shoulder, arm? He says he does it over and over and over again until he can do it in his sleep. So repetition is essential to learning. It doesn't hurt you to hear the same thing over and over again until it becomes ingrained in your soul and you cannot forget it. And there are military men today that are 70 years old that still know how to salute, still know how to march, because some drill sergeant somewhere through repetition taught them, and it, it was ingrained into their soul. And this is how the Word of God must be. You must not forget what you hear. And if you don't hear it but once, you'll probably forget it. So if, if you're this sort of person, if you look into the perfect law of the Word of God and continue in it, and you're not a forgetful hearer but a doer, you will be blessed in what you do. This is what James says. So let's get some principles. Here they are. One, being only a hearer of the Word of God is your failure to metabolize the word that you hear. Failure to metabolize. You know what that means? It means you don't, you don't apply it. You don't swallow it and let it produce energy in your soul. You didn't metabolize it. You tasted it, and then you spit it out. You can do this even though you're filled with the Holy Spirit. Did you know that? Many believers, even though they are filled with the Holy Spirit, may ignore the advice of this passage. They may be filled with the Holy Spirit, and the Word of God may nail something in their life, something that they need to deal with, and they do not apply it into their life. They are here, they heard it, they didn't do it. The difference between the hearer and the doer is the difference of that last part. This one will be blessed in what he does. You lose the blessing of God when you hear truth and you don't apply truth. Number two, this is a metaphor used by the writer here. James uses the mirror metaphor, and it deals with self-deception. That's a function of the arrogant skills. The man who looks into the mirror deceives himself because he thinks he's one thing and he's really not. You see, an arrogant person doesn't see himself as he really is. He sees himself as he thinks he is. And that's the danger of arrogance because it has an unrealistic self-image. Then you may think you're one thing and you expect to be treated in one way, and yet everyone else may see something else and not treat you the way you want to be treated, thus you get mad. Point three, the hearer of the Word of God, not a doer, but a hearer, is the person who fails to establish a flat line in his soul. He fails to learn those ten unique problem-solving devices. I hope you've learned them. I hope you know what they are. This 
show has been predicated on teaching those over the past 500 hours of the show's been on the air, teaching the flight line, teaching you how to rebound, teaching you how to be filled with the Holy Spirit, teaching you the faith rest drill, teaching you grace orientation and biblical orientation and what it means to have a personal sense of destiny, teaching you personal love for God and impersonal love for others, teaching you the happiness of God and how you possess it and how to be occupied with Christ. This is the flight line. This is what guards your soul from the outside sources of adversity and stops it from becoming the inside source of stress. But if all you do is hear and you don't apply, then you never, ever will establish a flight line in your soul. And what that means is that when you run into difficulty, you will always be unsure of what you should do. You'll always run to the preacher or run to a friend, run to some relative and say, what should I do instead of turning to the Lord? Point four, the person who's the hearer and not the doer is the person who replaces divine viewpoint with human viewpoint, and he replaces spiritual skills with arrogant skills. Five, the doer of the word of God is the one who metabolizes the word and has it streaming in his mentality like a river flowing through his soul. So he's easily able to recall it and apply it in his life. This is called in the Bible wisdom. When wisdom enters the heart, see, whenever you have to make an application, something happens in your life and in your mind, you wonder what you should do. So now where do you go to get the answer? If you are a believer who's growing in grace and applying what he's learning, you will back up to the river of wisdom that flows in your soul and you will pull out divine truth. If you have not been learning and applying the Word of God, then you're forced to go seek human viewpoint. You may get lucky and run upon someone that will give you the Scripture, or you may, like a lot of idiots, wind up writing Dear Happy or Ann Landers or somebody like that, asking them what you should do about your problem. That's human viewpoint. They are wise counselors. They give good advice, but they don't give scriptural advice. And it's the scripture the Christian needs to tell him what he should do. So, point six, his doing, the believer who's metabolizing the word of God, his doing starts with what he thinks, not with what he does. You got that? If you're a doer of the word, it starts with what you think. And this is where a lot of men, a lot of men in the ministry wind up totally distracted because they don't think about stuff before they do it. They just do it. They're impetuous. And they just jump in and do something without thinking of the ramifications of it. It would be like some pastor whose job is to study and teach the word of God to his congregation, and yet somebody of his said, why don't you go uh, over here with me to 
this foreign country and play missionary for a month. And so the pastor leaves his congregation and goes and plays missionary for a while. Sounded great. Looks great. Looks good on his resume. He went to Russia. He went to the Philippines. He went to wherever. That's not his job. His job is not to abandon his sheep. His congregation are his sheep. And yet he leaves them and takes off so he can go do something else. See, people are impetuous like this. And as an evangelist, it's very hard not to be impetuous and do stupid things that don't need to be done. So you have to think. If you don't think, you wind up doing the wrong thing. The person who is .7, by the way, the person who's the hearer only, he has no objectivity to analyze himself. He's totally subjective. He doesn't have the objective ability to analyze himself. He's totally subjective. See, as a Christian, God wants you to be objective, have objective ability to analyze yourself in the privacy of your own soul. So the Word of God acts like a flashlight, like a spotlight, and it shines on the bad stuff. And you can objectively analyze it and say, that's wrong, I shouldn't do it, or that's okay, I can do it, or that's not in my best interest, or that doesn't glorify God. See, You have to have objective ability to analyze yourself. Point eight, hearing the word without metabolizing the word causes the believer to reject the word of God that might condemn him. It's like he looks into the mirror with a really quick glance, but he doesn't see the grease on his face. He doesn't look at it long enough. See, point nine, looking into the mirror of the word of God alone like you picking up your Bible and glancing through it. You don't really see everything because you're subjective. You have subjectivity and it flaws your thinking. It, you take a picture of yourself and you say, oh, I look okay, but now here's the difference. If you take a picture of yourself and let someone else look at it, they will see things you don't see. And This is exactly what takes place when a pastor a man who has a spiritual gift, a pastor teacher, when he teaches you God's word, you get the full impact, not just what you think about yourself. You get the full impact from the word of God. So is that making sense? It's kind of deep, but I hope it's making sense for you. You have to be able to analyze yourself from objectivity of the word of God. That you metabolize, you learn, you store it in the wisdom department of your soul like a river of living water that runs through your life. This is how you grow. This is how you glorify God. Thank you for listening to The Floodline with your host, Rick Hughes. If you'd like to contact Rick, please write to him at P.O. Box 100, Cropwell, Alabama, 35054 or online at www.rickhughesministries.org.